coming to you live from Forest Park, Illinois, the ass end of the blue line. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. And on this very special episode, the second of the third season, as they say, we talk to you about the greatest signing of our lives. Is it? I, I don't know. It might, it's, it's, I don't, we'll get there. We'll get there. You were a big Melky Cabrera fan, Tom. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about the White Sox and their status in the AL Central and in the AL in general. Jeff Passon's uh, favorite team. We're going to bid adieu to our good friend, Christ Coleman. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, our projected lineup as well. All of this brought to you by DBC Brand. Brand. Tom, how's the new job going? Dude, I don't know how to wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the folks at home well, uh, the issue you're going on with. To all of you people who have been doing like nine to fives your whole life or like straight out of like like you're going to school in high school and then you go to college. And what do you do? You're like, I don't have to wake up at 645 in the morning. I'm going to sleep in. OK, that never stopped for me. I never stopped <laughs> sleeping in, guys. So now I don't know how to wake up in the morning because as as soon as I got out of college, I was still working a job that I could wake up at noon and be fine. I had three hours before work. And let me tell you, as somebody that knew Tommy in undergraduate, <laughs> Tommy's sleeping habits were go to bed at like three in the morning <laughs> and wake up whenever his first class was. So Tommy's 9 a.m.s were a trip. He would usually stumble in about 10-ish <laughs> minutes late. And mind you, these are classes that you can't just sneak into. No, big lecture halls. No, these are people junior in and senior level classes <laughs> at a small university. I think what, where wait, wait, literally are you like specifically Doherty's class. Where I'm there's talking Doherty's class. Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> Kohler's senior <laughs> seminar. I'm talking any class that I had oh, that early man. with you in the morning. I think they were mostly history classes. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Now fast forward, like. Wait, no, multiply that over like two and a half years of working late nights at Lou's where I'm drinking coffee at, you know, 8 p.m. Like my my highlight, my high hour. Is By the way, it's been three and a half years since we graduated college. What the whatever the <laughs> not even two and a half. Losing <laughs> track of the years, young buck. I'm I'm fine. They these all these years are so like they were all a blur. I was obviously I wasn't even awake for them. Like I was just like. Flying on coffee at 8 p.m. This is why we call him Two Drink Tommy, folks. <laughs> and then, like acting like I was on a drug trip for a full year. I was not. I like. I just don't remember how to count. Some chance of rapper <laughs> shit. That was my acid rap year when I became when I first started managing. That was my acid rap year. No, I. So I, I anyway, all this is to say, I don't know how to wake up early in the morning, and I've been waking up early in the morning for four days now, three, three days. How? When was Monday? <laughs> it was four days ago, my friend. I've had a, I've had a nine to five for four days, and it's it's about to kill me. I don't. <laughs> and it was really funny because over the past year, Tommy has just been saying, "I want a nine to five so bad. I want a nine to five so bad." <laughs> I and do. Then, mind yeah. you, also, Tommy is talking about how he's having a hard time, you know, waking up in the morning, yep. you know, sleeping at night. <laughs> what are you sipping on right now? Coffee. I, I need it, man. I, I literally can't. have on this bar cart right now <laughs> one of Tommy's favorites, vodka, uh, Tito's, yeah. Tito's, just sitting good. here, right here on the cart, and he's choosing to drink coffee instead. He's having beer with you, it. I do. So. You got me this beer, this... um. This Blue Island Beer Company. Shout out to our friend Buzz. Yes. Oh, true. As he says, straight out of the trailer park in the B.I. I don't think this was brewed in the trailer park (laughs) in the B.I. I don't think so. I wasn't there to purchase it, but um, it's very tasty. This, this, as far as beers go, is is a good one. It's a it's a beer, and it's good. So. Okay. Well, we are not a beer review podcast. We are a White Sox baseball podcast. And thank God, because that was not a good beer review. No. And I, won- I wonder who this has coffee more is um, exquisite a- taste in beer, though. Is it you or is it me? You. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I can tell you what a good vodka is versus like the any shit vodka, but I can't tell you that like yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna take a pass on that. Fair enough. Well, here's the thing, Tom. We've got a lot of White Sox news to cover, so sh- we should probably oh, hop yeah, right into probably, it, right? Like, there's a lot that happens. Um, <laughs> and although I I feel like I've had a very extended birthday week. Yes. So and happy birthday. Thank I haven't you. said it in person yet. Happy birthday. I appreciate it. I had a birthday on Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Um, but Monday night, I got a little, you know, Wait, like, was that, when a, was that a, a, like a little bit of bitterness? Like I had a birthday on Tuesday and you're telling me on Thursday. No, that's what not. that was. No, it you is petty not. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I am not that petty. I'm not, I am. I'm, I, you absolutely I am. <laughs> are after last episode when you said, Oh, thanks. You're so thankful for me. That was um, good. That was good. <laughs> now. I got to say, when I was watching, I was watching the college football national championship when I Mm. found out about the Liam Hendricks news. Mm. And even though I had bets on the game, I didn't care. Yeah. At all. Because I was like, oh my God, the money was spent. Mm -hmm. Literally a record deal for a reliever, right? Liam Hendricks is getting a guaranteed $54 million. It's huge. Big money. Whether it be over four years or over a Bobby Bonilla 14, 15 <laughs> year it's gonna type happen. deal. They're going to be paying him like $15 an hour like for six years to get to the 15 million. Wait, that's, that doesn't even – the math doesn't make check out just there. But like, yeah, it's, it's pretty I, – I read it – the first time I read it was actually Beef Loaf quote tweeted it and said, what the fuck? question mark and i and i immediately i knew why he was saying it is not because like oh shit like why did we just spend that much money on a reliever he was saying what the fuck because the the language of passing's tweet was like no matter what the white Sox do whether they buy him out or they pay him like in the fourth year the team option they're gonna be paying him 54 million dollars but it looks like it's like no matter what they do Liam Hendricks makes his money, and that's exactly what it is. It's like, then why why not just sign him for four fucking years? Like, what's the point of and structuring very, a buyout? It, it, must have been, it must have been a dollar amount for the White Sox because there were reports about other teams that gave four years or were offering four years to Liam Hendricks, and he chose the South Side. So because I mean, we're really fucking good. He was out there making comments at the end of the wild card round, though, saying that this lineup, yeah. is for real. He's like, I didn't like pitching to them, but he did. He did. So it, it's great to have a solid reliever back into the fold after losing Calme, right? Yeah, that's the main thing. It's like I and everybody's talking about how, you know. He's clearly head and shoulders better than Colomay, and he is. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. I I needed to head like, that off in the past. Can Can I also comment on that really quick? The ridiculousness that I'm seeing about like, oh, the White Sox could have gotten Colomay for less, yada yada. First off, it wouldn't have been that much less. It wouldn't have. He would have demanded at least yeah. ten million a year, and especially right? now that Hendricks got this contract. Wherever he's going to go, he's going to be asking for – I mean, it'll play out. It'll play itself out, but he's going to be asking for very close to this dollar amount. For sure. Absolutely. And if you don't think for a second that Liam Hendricks, especially looking at the statistics over the last couple years, last few years, if you don't think that Liam Hendricks is a much better reliever than Alex Calme, you're sorely mistaken. Big time. Now, Colome's numbers look great, right? And I know Christ never Colome missed, never missed a save. Christ Colome is a it was a well given nickname, and he did great for us for two years, right? Yep. And I really thought he was going to regress in the short season. Yeah, and you he asshole. didn't, right? But <laughs> let me tell you this: there's another reason why we called him Cardiac Colome because he wait say it. What? He almost blows everything, but then pulls it out. What? <laughs> Cardiac Colome? Yeah, he blows. He almost blows it, so your heartbeat goes up. I thought that's what you were saying. Like, was that a sex reference? No. <laughs> he almost no. blows it, but he pulls it out. 
like okay. that's where I was okay, going with I, this. <laughs> you had me really confused there for see, a second. I can see how you misconstrued my words, but those were misconstrued. <laughs> Just say what you were gonna say. I obviously was so not on it. there's a reason why we call him cardiac column A. Okay. And the reason why, obviously, is that he doesn't miss bats that often. Yeah. No, right? exactly. Yeah. Like he is a pitcher that is very dependent on getting soft contact or getting contact hit to somewhere in the field where there is a fielder. Yeah. Right. Like just pray that, you know, or getting Anderson's on his shit or getting game. multiple runners on and then finally striking the last guy out. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely stressful watching Alex Colomay in some situations. Mm-hmm. And I am very glad that we have a guy that is very proven a guy that misses bats, especially with our defense. That's something that's not very much taken into consideration. And I want to give a huge yeah. shout out to the good guys talk back podcast. Um, the guys, uh, Nick and Pat on there. Um, they were talking about how we don't have a great defense. So it's nice to have a really solid strikeout closer. A Adam eaton has got a strong arm, Steve. Uh, in addition to that, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Liam Hendricks's advanced statistics from last year. Oh, this dude had hundredth oh. percentile in barrel rate, which means that which he means always not hits the one. Barrel. No, 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 not one single hitter barreled any of his baseballs. What the fuck? Not <laughs> one single hitter barreled any of his baseballs That's for un- a ball in play. Fucking real. It's insane. That's. <laughs> That's unreal. And that's the thing, too. I didn't know that. People are like, oh, like, Hendricks is just on this kind of short two-year sprint where he's good. No, no, no. He's He's developing into this. He is developing into this kind of pitcher. I don't know. All I can see is that he – this is his stat line. that I. This is the stat line that I'm reading. So, 2011, 617 ERA. 2012, 559 ERA. 2013, 685 ERA. 2014, 523 ERA. Why did we sign this motherfucker? 2000. Here we go. Keep 2015, going. 292. Okay, that's like that's. What's I love that you're actually. just looking at ERA too, but no, God, yeah, I know it's faster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 2016, 376 ERA. He got worse. 2017, 422 ERA. He got worse. 20, 2018, 413 ERA. He got worse than 2019. He's out here with a 1.8 ERA, and like that's this is his spike in, in innings pitch too. He had 85 innings this this uh, year, so it's like that's a ton for a closer. Yeah, let me just put that into perspective. He right? took on a lot more work, and he fucking just because you're not you're not pitching every single win ass. for a team. Yeah, in in like 85 innings, right? Like say your team was an, a 90 win team, right? 85 of those games were not save situations no, for the A's. No I can guarantee it. No. Right? He's out there. Good he that year, he sometimes <laughs> pitches two innings, right? Yeah. When's the yeah. last time you saw Alex Colomay pitch two innings? He's ass when he's not in the ninth. He's literally right. ass when he's not in the ninth. Exactly. Like, you put him in, in the seventh, and he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> or even sometimes in extra innings, right? Especially yeah. if it's a non save situation. Yeah. So. That is another thing with Liam Hendricks that I'm super pumped for, right? If you need him to go get four or five outs, he's going to go get those four or five outs. Yeah, he's your he's your modern closer where it's like the highest leverage situation doesn't matter what inning it is. You can throw him, and he will get the outs. Like, that's really cool. Right. That you just have, a, you just have that tool that is just like – He's just going to get out. Um, well, I'm glad that I got yeah. my birthday present because what did I say on our last episode? I was begging, <laughs> begging the White pitching. Sox. We need pitching. Oh, we need a reliever especially, <laughs> right? I yes. said, for God's sake, go yes. get somebody that's going to help you close out ball games. And this is it. This is it. I got my wish. So yeah. thank you once again. That off-season grade. Just bumped just up bumped an entire up. letter grade plus. So now so you're at a B minus. I'm I'm gonna bump myself to a B. Okay. Because I was in my head that we were getting Trevor Rosenthal. That's we went sad. and we spent, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Alex Colomay back or yeah. Brad Hand at, at, at best. Like that was gonna Brad be Hand at best. at best is what you just said. So. Basically, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> no, well, I Brad Hand's not bad. He would be honestly if we picked up Brad Hand as well. Oh my god! Like. 
Who would I'd who be would play away. us? I'd be blown who, away. Literally, no one would play us. They'd just be like, "It's fine." And I think <laughs> as we talk about the lineup, I I for the upcoming year later on in this episode, I I will definitely touch on that. Like, if the White Sox were to spend more money, where should it go? And we'll talk about that later. William Hendricks' pitch repertoire is nuts. Yeah. Like, he throws a fastball. He throws a cutter. He throws a changeup. He throws a curveball. Uh, he's, he's a slider guy, isn't he? The 23% sliders? Yeah, I think he's – yeah. He's got a strong slider, too. Yeah. So, it, it's nice. It's really nice to have somebody yeah. – a, a reliever that can throw 98. Like, I think the last pitch that no Marmazara struck out on, I read – was 98.6 miles per hour. Yeah, and that's like let's okay. remember that right now. The the reason why Reinsdorf was willing to spend that money is cuz he watched the last out of <laughs> Do you really think Cartier. Jerry was watching? Well, yeah. That's that like, <laughs> When was the last time he watched a fucking game? When was the last time he got out of bed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> To film uh, the last dance, maybe that's probably it. <laughs> oh, Michael, Michael! Oh my God, shut up, Steve! You're such a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's be real. The only reason why Jerry Reinsdorf is relevant is because of Michael Jordan. Yes, yes. It's so. a hundred, a thousand percent tr- true. It's a, the reason why he's made all his money too. Not entirely, but like in sports. Oh, a hundred percent, a thousand percent to that. Now, the money's being spent, Tom. Are they done? No. No. They, they, this is why I say that they can't be. Because, like, there, there is a serious lack of depth on the position player side. I will agree and disagree in some ways. Okay. Let me ask you this. Tim Anderson's out for a week with an injury. Who, you, who are you going to put in? It's Man, Danny Mendick. Danny. Right? Yep. Okay. Now... Let's say that same time, you know, um, injury-prone Magical, he's out for two days with a toe or something like that. Who do you put there? Leary. And then you're atrocious defensively, so yeah, thank God you like, signed somebody <laughs> like Liam Hendricks to close off ball games. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, that's... <sighs> so, and that's where I'm at, too. Like, you've got a utility guy like Leary. Your outfield is starting... It's not the best, but it's panning out in positions, right? When it comes to the money being spent, yeah, I agree with you. It, I think that the the White Sox are still going to be aggressive this offseason. Yeah. For two main reasons. The first is you went out and you traded Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. A one year of Lance Lynn. Yeah. And yes – Contracts wise, that's a great yeah. fit right now, and they're gonna try but to extend him. At your like window probably. right now is 2021 to 2023. If you yeah. look at all of the contracts, right, and yeah. I think we might even lose somebody in 2022 or at the end of 2022. Yeah, I can't remember I, who, but no. um, it might be Keichel. Mm, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll check it nonetheless next week or something. Um, <laughs> exactly. Fact, back check, fact check. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. That being said, right, window is 2021, 2023. Mm-hmm. The front office has got to be aggressive at some point in between there. You've got Lynn right now. You've got Hendricks now for a solid three years. Um, you Four years with that with that team option. That's right. The and Bobby, he's going to be good all four years. Bobby Bonilla deal. Um, that's the thing. I think that this front office is really going to actually – step up for that reason i i think they are in the mindset that hey in the next two years we should be playing for a world series yeah yeah if, and like in addition to that too why the hell would the white Sox sign tony la Russa if the vision is vision isn't short term yeah he's not going to survive another four years like think about it he's 76 right yeah 76 years old he's jerry's buddy yep Jerry probably wants to give him one last run at a championship before yeah. he retires. That's probably another reason why Jerry is aggressive in sign- signing the most highly paid, biggest deal closer of all yep. time. Yep. And he loves closers. He just he he went off about Tony. Russo Tony Larusa has mentioned that oh, he if you can loves shorten the game, it's like super good. Shortening the game with the bullpen. I mean, it's true. 
Like that Facts. that is Tony LaRue that is a Tony LaRusso move to a T. And I don't hate it. Trust me. I love that Liam Hendricks is a White Sox right yeah. now. But the front office is going a, to be aggressive. It's a very clear message so far. The the message to me is that the White Sox are going to be contending for a World Series in the next 2 years. Yeah. And the free agent or market want to. Yes, they want to. The the free agent market's super friendly too. Like yes, that was a massive deal for a closer. But I like when what was the last bat that signed? I don't even fucking I can't think of James one. McCann. <laughs> yeah, and then like yeah, that was what, 33 million over 4 years I think. So it's like I mean affordable like that these are options and and if it's not going to the Mets it's not going to nobody right now right like the Mets or us are the only ones that are like and, and you the Padres, see a lot of teams trading. I know I know I think that's the funniest thing to me is you see a lot of teams trading right well now. the Cubs are just dumping salary and like a as lo- well as Cleveland a lot of you fuck Cleveland that's another story we'll get there we're not Detroit <laughs> That's the motto of Cleveland right now. It's so bad. That is literally Cleveland and everything about it right now and that organization. Very soon, Detroit will be singing, we're not Cleveland, you know, because fuck, man. Truly. <laughs> Should we take a quick break? Uh, I need a shot of award. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I have to ask you, do you have a project or idea that you would like to be seen by as many people as possible? I might. Do you provide a service? But do you go underappreciated, Steve? I'm always underappreciated. You already know that. (laughs) The worst. Now here, I want to ask you, do you want sleek, impeccable presentation? However... I, I, I don't have to ask you this because I know you lack the know-how to do this, right? I mean, I have more Twitter <laughs> followers than you, but... <laughs> Fine. I, I know what you're going to tell me. I'm I, I should ju- get in touch I'm trying to with tell you something. a good yes. old friend of ours, DBC Brand. Yes. DBC Brand offers three solid tiers of social media marketing plans. We get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Wow. I don't even know how to do half that shit. I can't do any of it. Find out more. I definitely know that you don't know how to blog. Find out more (laughs) by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC. Digital Digital by Creatives. Tommy is unprofessional. (laughs) Yes! So, speaking of trash, speaking of trash, <laughs> Wait, we can't do that. Well, I I do have to say <laughs> I love that on on my birthday you texted me. Yes, and you said I'm gonna pull it up. Don't really read quick. it word for word. It was vulgar. Uh, you, I'll just read the part. I love you, my guy. You've been an excellent friend, and especially so when I've needed one. I appreciated mm-hmm. that time. It yeah. really, really hit the heart. Meant it. And then you said, looking forward to roasting you on Thursday. <laughs> I said, looking forward to recording with yo bum ass, is what I said back to you. So, um, the, the love is returned, Tom. Yes. So, but speaking of being bum ass and roast and garbage yeah. and all of the above <laughs> how about that cleveland baseball poverty club <sighs> yeah they've cried poor in quite a fine fashion we all saw this coming like the the writing oh, was yeah. on the wall oh them. yeah absolutely but they this is literally think <laughs> about this for a second like i like this still boggles the mind their owner literally said to their fan base enjoy francisco lindor while he's here yep he said 
your he said fuck it we're not gonna pay yeah anybody no and and that is ex- like he said that during when they were like series contenders so what i want to say to you white Sox fans is this be grateful we are not in cleveland yeah and like we are not owned by i want to say his name's paul dolan i'm gonna the Do- yeah dolan i think dolan's right though yeah yeah well, let me put it to you this way, Steve. And I think this is something that I've dwelled on a lot. Larry Dolan. Larry Pardon Dolan. Me. No, no. I am right. It is uh, It is Paul Dolan. Paul Dolan. There you go. You were right. See, why are you questioning yourself? Who cares about first names anyways? The Dolan family, because it's probably not just him running that shit anyway. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say, though, is I've been dwelling on this a lot this offseason for some reason. And I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. The White Sox are the only AL Central club that have big market potential. And that means that we could be the only club in the AL Central that spends like a big market. Basically. I mean, especially after Detroit got rid of Dombrowski, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's still Detroit. Like, they have... Michigan behind them, but Detroit's not a big city. Michigan's a decent state. Decent sized. Decent yeah. sized. I mean, it's... But this is this is what I'm saying, though. Like, Minneapolis, too. Decent sized city. Not a big city. Right. Like, I think it would be the same size as San Diego. I don't know. I'm not going to check the numbers. But Probably like, comparative. Like, and its metropolitan area outside of Minneapolis is non-existent. It's literally Minneapolis and then corn. You've got some suburbs, but you, yeah, yeah. You you've got like a metropolitan. It's not super area. It is a metropolitan it's not area. Populous like the Chicagoland area. Whatever. Yeah, and like we're not gonna get into like demographics of all these places, but Chicago is by far the biggest city in that mix. It's not like your NL East where you have a uh, Philadelphia. Miami, D.C., New York, um, and one other club. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck you. I can't think of it. Back check, fact check me next week. But, like, my point of it being, like, we're in a very special, unique division where we have the opportunity to outspend on a fan base only basis – Every year. Well, yeah. But I we mean, but we don't. And I, I I like we don't. We don't. That's I mean, that's the plus side about the window being open right now. Right. Yeah. The window is open. The front office is starting to capitalize. But this is where I come back to Rick Hahn's words that he wants to build sustainable success. And what if what if we are the next like, what if this is the beginning of being the Dodgers of the AL Central, where we win the division forever? Yeah. I mean, it's here's the thing. It's very possible. Now, the Twins, I think, do have some up-and-coming and young talent that can then why make they, them competitive. They won the division this year. If they are, if they have, they won the division back to back years. Yes, sorry, you're right. Think about that. More importantly, they won the division back to back years, and why are they not spending? I think that's what we have to keep in mind too, is just on. I don't know when was it, Monday, that Manfred came out and he said, "Yeah, the goal is 162. Like we're gonna play 162 games." Pitchers and catchers be ready to yeah. report in it, February, it, right? Fucking in and like I think 20 that's days. something that I wanted to bring up last podcast, and I didn't. Um, and I want to shout out the um, the Locked On Sox guys, Chris uh, Tannehill and our guy Herb Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, for saying this. Is I think owners were hesitant. Yeah, they said, you know, we're not going to spend all that money. If it's going to be a hundred game season, if it's going to be another sixty game season, yeah, maybe if it's one twenty, but yeah, you know, if Manfred's saying, "Hey, our goal is one sixty two," I mean, hey, look, the White Sox said, "Cool," right after that, literally, yeah, cool. Hours after that, right, fifty four million on a fucking best reliever in the market. Exactly, let's go get the best guy in the market in in his position. So that's the thing is, if I think we've yet to see a lot of organizations take an aggressive approach because of that reason um that's fair i think the twins could be 
in the market to sign a top tier free agent still. They they did they it though. Should be. They, they should, be. should be. That's, That's the right. thing. That's right. So I'm not gonna count the twins out. You add another elite piece to their lineup. They yeah. could be dangerous. That right? makes me heavy sigh. Is like if they got another big bat, mind you, Nelson Cruz is not a twin right now. Correct. Keep that in mind. Imagine if they re-sign Cruz and then I mean, who's playing second base for them right now? What if they ponied up and got DJ LeMahieu? No, dude. I mean, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's a major stretch. What? This or if this they re- something... or if they replace Nelson Cruz with Marcelo Zuna, right? right. So, I mean, the and Twins could still be dangerous next year. We can't write them off. For anybody that's locking a bet right now for the White Sox to win the division, don't do it. The no. odds will only get better over time, number one. And then number two, like... Are you talking you to Jeff Passan or... I'm talking to White Sox fans <laughs> that might be ambitious right now and wanting to lock that bet, as well as Jeff Passan, who said the White Sox are the front runner for the AL. Pump the brakes a little bit, right? Because I'll tell you what, there's still the Yan- a lot of baseball left to be played. The, number Matter one, of fact, the Yankees, all of it. the Yankees one through nine lineup <laughs> is solid. <laughs> their pitching is a whoa. Yeah, their their pitching question is mark. not ideal, but they still have good bullpen pieces, and always do. And that lineup one through nine is pretty solid. It's comparable with the White Sox in regard to the amount of talent. Even, I, even without. DJ Lemayhew. Yeah, the, I mean the thing is that they're they're star studded. They got Stanton. They got Judge. They've got fucking Luke Voigt had a breakout season last yeah. year. They, and that's that that's the thing. They're star studded, and they've got like a system that churns out good hitters. Mm-hmm. Like they just do. Yeah. Um. Who's that fucking outfielder? That Gardner, Jeff Gardner, or whatever the hell his <laughs> name is. Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. He's old, but yeah. Yeah, but like that's the I thing. I mean, Aaron Hicks. Don't yeah, even forget there about you Aaron go. Hicks. And right? it's like they're just like they just have hitters. The the Yankees just have hitters, but like we and and talking about bullpens, you said the Yankees have got a good bullpen. The Twins have a good bullpen, and it, let's say they add a piece, mind you, there's a great closer yeah. on the market. We know him very well. Alex Colomay. Yeah, Let's I mean, I know say, you were you were ready to say, yep, it's okay. Like, Colomay's like, gone, but God forbid he go to the Twins, Tom. Exactly, How you feeling? Exactly, exactly. Like, I am literally, I am okay saying bye to Colomay because we have Liam, H- Liam Hendricks. Good Lord, now you've got Hicks in my head. Um, <laughs> because we have Liam Hendricks, right? Yep. I'm good with it. However, comma, add Alex Colomay to a dangerous twins bullpen and you've got yourself a really shitty six seven eighth ninth inning against an already bashing twins ball club and you you just don't need that shit in your division right um i mean some people say it builds character like to have a strong division and i agree but i also don't want to lose to the twins i don't exactly but i to say that the AL Central is a strong division, I think, is not true. That's a stretch. <laughs> that is a big stretch. To be honest with you, I think the two worst divisions in baseball right now are the NL Central and the AL Central. Yeah. When I you mean, look at divisions from top to bottom. Well, especially when you're looking at the bottom of those divisions, like the weakest teams in the world are probably, like, barring the O's, in the AL East, the weakest teams are like Pittsburgh, like bar none. They're fucking, they're D League. Like, and yeah. then they, the Royals are like, I mean, they, they've made a couple moves that are things. The Royals are pretty they're, bad. They're doing Actually, things, they're but they're bad. Quite bad. They're bad. The Tigers have some promise in future starting pitching, but they are very bad. Yeah. Like um, Nico Goodrum's their best. And then hitter. you look at yeah, you look at you look <laughs> at the NL Central, great. the Pirates, not very good. The Brewers, they're not yeah, very good. What the hell? They signed Yelich the, and then they just didn't do anything else. The Reds, they might be able to hit, but no, no, no. no. Mean, their pitchers were good. They couldn't get like hitting together. That's the thing. Right. And their are pitchers are walking. Right. So I mean, like, are are they and. You know, you got Trevor Bauer out of the mix now. Like, are they going to – they lose their Scott Young. 
are are they going to be as good as they were? Right. No. The Cubs are are selling and talk about sell, poverty sell, organizations. Sell. Good right. Lord. I, poverty. I'm organization. not talking calling the Cubs a poverty organization. Don't, don't get me wrong. But they look at what they're doing. Like right. They like imagine being a solid team and not caring. Oh. That's what they're doing. Oh, they could. That's what hurts. Like make three make three solid moves and you're in contention for the division. They don't even need. They didn't even need make three solid moves, Tom. If they would have brought everybody back and made one move for their lineup, I mean, who else in the NL Central is making shit happen? Like the 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 cards are always good, everybody. but instead they but, got rid of a Cy Young candidate, the yeah. guy who finished second, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? Yeah, Darvish he did. Finished second. He was second in Cy Young, <laughs> and then you got rid of a big bat in Schwarber, like yeah. And I know he isn't. And you're trying to sell off Chris Bryant. At the same time, and it's like it's mind blowing. I get it. Me. You won your World Series, but like, look at the Nats. The Nats were definitely at the very, very end of their window. It was like their window was closed. They had already lost Bryce Harper, and they said, "Fuck it, we're still good." And they snuck the into the playoffs, and they made it happen. And I get it. They're, they're, the thing is, they're pitching. number one, they had very, very strong pitching, which yeah. the Cubs did have last year. They like, had, that was the, the they, bright spot. Well, the thing about That the, was the bright spot of their organization They had last year. three pitchers, Hendricks and Darvish and kind of – actually, no, they didn't even have a third pitcher. I mean, Lester wasn't very good last Lester year. Lester wasn't great. Quintana got Quintana hurt. Quintana was not great. Alec Mills stepped up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. That's Mills, um, I was thinking of Millsy. But, like, this is the thing. Like, you have – like you're not gonna have Anibal Sanchez on a on a resurgence year and Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin. You're not gonna be that team. Like there's no such thing as pitching like that. But you can be a team that sneaks into the playoffs and makes shit happen. And that's what the Cubs are literally saying. Nah, fam, I don't need it. Like, yeah, imagine I mean, being NL that is super competitive right imagine now. Imagine being that organization. It's it, trust and me. Yes, you're right. Anything the, can happen the in the playoffs. NL is. The NL is very stacked right now. I get it. Like it's especially very top, top heavy. heavy. Jinx. Exactly. Like I get it. Like how what you're going to go up against the Padres right now? What you're going to go up against the Mets right now? What you're going to go up against the Dodgers right now? The Braves don't count out the, the Braves. The Braves are amazing. Right? Like I get it. I get it. You don't want to do all that. But at the same time, look in your own division. The only team you have to beat is the Cardinals and they're I think they're good, but no, I haven't even think. Sheesh, they got Goldschmidt, they've got Carpenter, they've got. If anything, it's the Reds. I think the Reds are probably the second best team in that division. <laughs> yeah, um, and that they're not, in my opinion, very good either. I. That's the thing. Is like, I'm glad that the White Sox aren't at that point. Yeah. Like, and and this is and this is why I was saying it though is like you've got a poverty organization in Cleveland who's probably going to try to move out of Cleveland in two years, like. You've got the Detroit Tigers who are a poverty organization because they just like this is the AL Central is the quintessential like rebuild and then tank like hard tank because we're all they all consider themselves mid market or small market teams, even if they're not. White Sox. Well, hey, you're not a small market or mid market to go team, back to the White pa- Sox. To go back to the passing tweet, do you think the White Sox are a front runner for the AL right now? Yeah, I do. For the entire AL. For the entire AL, and I think it's more of a getting to the playoffs. Anything can happen, and especially when you have a strong lineup and a strong bullpen. I would not have said this if they didn't sign Liam Hendricks because they literally didn't have a closer. Right, like they had a bunch of good bullpen arms, but no closer. Now you round that out with a closer, you've fuck you, Tony Larusa. You've shortened the game to eight <laughs> innings. Like I get it. Now, now that makes you so much more dangerous. What was the worst part about playing the Royals in twenty? 20- 15 was their year 2015 bullpen. the fucking bullpen bullpen was lights you out literally there. could not get past if you were losing in the sixth inning the game was over yeah that could that's like what people are thinking about us what for sure we're they literally were, gonna throw marshall bummer they were they were built so that Foster. team was built old school that team was built very old school now something to think about too is the white Sox are not built old school no Despite the fact that Tony LaRusso is their manager and we now have a, clo- a true closer and we're trying to quote-unquote shorten the game, like 
this team isn't built old school. Like you've got to think about the talent that's on this team, the way it runs in which are, the way in which runs are produced. Now, dingers. Exactly. Right? You're a power hitting squad. And then magical. Now and fuck yes. you, Carrie. Slap Dick Nick. I love <laughs> God, I love Nick. Slappy McSlapperson. Indeed. So Singles now and here's what two hundred eighty average. Here's the big thing. With that being said, then the White Sox do need, in my opinion, one more In my opinion. Back, I'm sorry. <laughs> one more back of the end rotation guy. And yes. our guy I'm not sure if you saw this on Twitter, our guy Aloha Mr. Hand. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was good old trash. Pete was he trashing was me, trashing your, for Q, Q. your Quintana um, take. <laughs> here's the thing: I can, I can aim. Hi- I will aim higher now, especially now that Hendricks is signed. But then again, we did sign Adam Eaton. Yeah, right. And and I love that you bring up that like we literally like why did we sign? If we're going for like this year, like all chips in, why Adam Eaton? And my response is, I think our scouting department is actually that bad that they <laughs> think that Adam Eaton is the best on the market, like the best bang for your buck. And it's like, no, he's not. Like, you've got I mean, literally. I'm not expecting this team to hit luxury tax level. That's no. the thing. This team no. is never. I, no, I, I and I get that. Ever and I get that. Tax level. But you throw 15 million at. Marcelo Zuna, he's probably gonna sign. Like, okay, maybe, maybe that might be that might be optimistic. That might be optimistic on my side of things. Probably twenty. But you, you, okay, so you're talking Marcelo Zuna. You're talking George Springer. If you're not gonna go to George Springer, I get it. You still have Puig out there as well. (laughs) And fuck you for not like, like (laughs) he's literally your third, your third option as a free agent is Puig. And everybody on the market knows that Puig is number three. I mean, I'll be honest. I think free Nick Marcakis would have been a better option. And that's and you haven't even Puig. talked about Nick Marcakis yet. And like, okay, so they're probably same level then. If you're gonna whatever, if you want to, nonetheless, like, slip a fucking. You're point. right though, and There's I think you tap depth. into another point. There is you tap depth. into another point, and this team needs another hitter. Uh huh. This team needs another hitter. I saw it MLB.com or no, it wasn't MLB.com. Pardon me. It was MLB Network. Put out a projected lineup for the White Sox, and they had a Loy at DH. Now here's the problem. <sighs> yeah, I don't mind a Loy at DH. Eloy you know, minds Eloy but, at DH. Uh, he does, but that's I don't care about that. What <laughs> I do care about is who do they have at left and who do they have at right. Oh, um, they had Adam Eaton at right. What did they put An Adam Angle at left? <laughs> I'm sorry, I like Angle. He's a great guy. Not an he really starter. improved his craft, yeah, he, especially in regard to his plate approach. This last season, he's not Proud an everyday starter. He is no. not an everyday starter, and we not, do not want to go down that road. He's an everyday, he's not an everyday starter. starter on a championship team. Thank you. He's an everyday starter on the Cleveland baseball club, especially he their might outfield. Be. You're right. Their outfield is trash. When you're starting Delano Shields every day, yep. <laughs> a, an 80 year old. Pardon Delano me, Delano Shields. Shields. Shields Junior. It's yeah. Junior. <laughs> wow. It's not senior. Good, good point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the, I, I, man, did we get off topic? But my point, like, I think what I wanted this little conversation discussion to be around is the Cleveland baseball club has literally said, like, okay, we came in second in the division. Uh, that's not good enough. We're out. This like we we're not gonna try to compete. They are still gonna have some of the best arms in the division. Absolutely. That's just for that's sure going to be Cleveland because sure. that's what Cleveland does. Mm-hmm. Fine, but now they can't hit for shit. No, they couldn't hit for shit last year, and they had two all stars like they're possible be, MVP contenders. They're going to be barely scratching out three runs a game. It's and that and that is with Roberto Perez. That is with Carlos. Oh no, not anymore. Um, <laughs> Who were you say Santana? I was going to say Santana. Yeah. He's off the market. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, and like. They're still gonna only get three runs, like because every yeah. other position yeah, player is well, bad. Fremel Reyes has potential. Yeah, and like I get it. And then Cesar Hernandez has his flashes. Cesar Hernandez is still like just well, offensively I mean, replacement level. Exactly, he's just a guy. Like he's he he's a good major league player, but he's not an all star, and he's not going no. to save your fucking lineup. No. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Because and that's still four guys. You have five other at bats to fill that are absolute trash. That are that bad. Line. So once again, and I that's mean, it's, that's honestly, who you're going up it against. It reminds this year. me a lot of the 2018 White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like when okay, so Nikki Delmonico yeah. and oh man, and Trace that's Thompson, yeah. whoever. Fuck man, God you're just who. you're literally throwing out, just like emptying your AAA team onto the major league field and saying like, have at it, and that's what they're doing. But they have like serious pitching, which is like that's again. That is what Cleveland's going to do, but that's what you're going up against in this in this league. Mm-hmm. So you are building your team to beat not the not the Cleveland Baseball Club, not the Twins as they are standing right now. You are building your team to try and beat the Yankees, uh, the and Astros. It ain't going to happen for them. Ain't going to happen. There's a reason why the White Sox and the Twins have better odds to win the division right now. Um. Yep. Now, let me ask you this, Tom, in regard to holes that the White Sox need, still need to fill. Switching it back to the Sox. DH. That would be your number one. So DH let me ask you, if you have 10 to $12 million right now. <sighs> You're going to put a number on it, Steve. Because here's the thing. Although the Liam Hendricks deal was huge, I think that that's the carrot. Right. Yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf said, "Here's the yeah. carrot." Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 No. I mean, that, we're not it going just up. makes it just makes me want more, and we're that's not, like we're not 100 percent all out. We're yeah. not a 100 percent all out organization that's gonna be at the top of the payroll list with the Dodgers and no. the Yankees of the world. No, that's not who we are. I feel like we could be. We could be. We really could be. But we're not. But we're not. Especially with the way the Cubs are falling off. <sighs> this could be. This is a Sox. This town. could be the time for the White Sox to climb their way back up into the payroll scale. I literally dream at night of the White Sox just like building just beautiful bars around their stadium and making it like a walking campus and like just building out that, that neighborhood in, in, and I don't want to shit on Bridgeport because it's already beautiful the way it is, but like you've seen what, the Cubs have done to their neighborhood, literally, mm-hmm. and what that means for foot traffic. I don't know if you have seen that. No, Talk I to Zickhead because he's same, he lives in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people walking up and down there, even now when it's COVID-19 At the and same the time. team sucks. At the same time. I'm just thinking. It's done, it, I'm gonna, it could be a Sox town. It, At the same time, I think that's had a negative effect on the Cubs. I think it really has as everybody. Yeah, I mean, everybody's saying they poured money into spending. that and they're yep. not spending it on their product. Exactly. And I get that, but leave I, it to Tommy's phone to make a quick appearance on us <laughs> in the form of an alarm tone today. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Um, and <laughs> shut up. So let me ask. Th- th- this is. I'm going to keep can, it realistic. Okay, go ahead. Twelve million dollar cap. Yeah. Where are you spending it? As a, as as. Recon. I'm AAV, Jerry like right amount now. a year. Yes, like, amount a year. $12 million a what year. What the hell does AAV stand for? Uh, Average annual value. There you go. Okay, cool. Thank you. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? People say that all the time. I'm like, so I'm handing it to you. I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, and I say- You are not Jerry hey, Reinsdorf. You're not Rick, handing $10 million. Tommy Bach, and Han. What are you doing <laughs> with $12 million? Okay. You're giving me $12 million. I'm signing Yasiel Puig. Like- I don't know why you had to ask me. You're like you're dumb for asking me that. Of course, I'm gonna sign Yasiel Puig. Like in an instant, that fills your hole at DH immediately, and helps you bolster that right field situation. You could switch your Adam Angle, Adam Eaton platoon to an Adam Eaton Yasiel Puig platoon, which is a little bit bulkier. Literally, because he can hit dang your ears. And you also have a guy who hasn't sniffed a baseball field in a year and a half. A year and a half, exactly. Yeah, eighteen months. That's. I Does mean, that worry you at all? If you give him a little bit of spring training and he's platooning, what the fuck is there to lose? Like, I get it, but you said that Marcelo Zuna is twenty million. Most likely, that okay. would be my guess. Eighteen okay. twenty. 
But you also think about how Yasiel Puig is a DH that's been in the NL for too long. That's the way that I see him. I don't know if it's true or not. That's fine. His stats, I know you're pulling them up right now, are not like literally through the roof, but he is a above average by a solid margin baseball player with massive potential for dingers and dingers and dingers. And I I don't know, 12 million straight to Yasiel Puig immediately. If he's not an option, what am I going to spend that money on? I don't want to spend it on a This is where I'm I'm at a toss up where you could I really want 20 million, Steve, cuz I want 10 million on a starter and I want 10 million on a DH. That's what I want to do. I really want that. Cuz you you can get you can get a 4 or 5 4 and a half ERA starter for 10 million. You can. 100% you can. And you can get a Derek G. Dietrich and a half for 10 million. You can get a Yasiel Puig probably for 10 million. Fuck it. But you can't get both you can't get both for 12, you know? And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I really hope that they get uh, another starter because fuck it, you could always use a starter. And I really hope that they don't just take a flyer out on some rando or just squeeze their butt cheeks and hope that this <laughs> nobody gets injured. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's that's where I feel face. like they're at. They're just gonna like squeeze, hold on tight, and and hope that everybody works out. And that's that's not how starting pitchers work. Hey, and s- hey, you said you're a big Brett Gardner fan. I'm not. I didn't say that. I said that he hits he's, he's like available. Yankees hits. Oh, I didn't know that he was a he was a. And and then that's that's a good point though. It's just like there is depth to this free agent market. It's not super top heavy, but there is serious depth to this free agent market, and there's not a lot of money flying around. So do you? If if now I'm gonna give the money to you and say twelve million, Steve Rick Han Smirt. Steve Rickon O, I want you to spend it. When would you spend it? I think that's a that's a really important sure. question too. No, I think I'm I think I'm waiting. Yeah, I think I'm waiting. First and foremost, I think it's a good thing to keep in mind as as a fan base. Looking, I I'm sitting at least until pitchers and catchers report. I'm gonna sit more than that. I think that's, that's when that's you really me. start to that's see me. turn in. Um, my question to you would be, how much is Nelson Cruz worth on a one-year deal right now? All the money you have. Do you think that you can't get him on 12? Or do you think he's worth more? Well, here's the thing. When, when you have fine wines like a Nelson Cruz, it gets more expensive the longer you let it aerate. And he's been aerating for a long time up in Minneapolis. And he is a beautiful, robust, bold man of a baseball player. And mm-hmm. it's because of the way that he has just aged so beautifully. We, and we have a history. The White Sox have a history of taking mm. guys that are a little bit too old and thinking that they're going to pan out to something. It's true. I'd like to think Nelson Cruz is the exception to that. Yeah. If, if they were to take a flyer on him, I don't know if they can get him under that cap that I put on it. 12. I think he's more of a 14. He's literally. Guy. Think about it. He is literally over 40 years old, though. Think about it. How much did we pay Edwin Encarnacion this year? You're right. He was a $12 million deal. That's fair. Right? But he wasn't over 40. Like, you could literally just throw at his agent, you're over 40 years old, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally, I cannot spend $15 million on a 40-year-old. I can't do it. And then your the agent's like, I mean, yeah. So if I can stretch that 12, or if 12 is going to get me Nelson Cruz, then that's my choice. Um, that's where I'm aiming because right now I think with the addition of Hendricks, your bullpen, if it performs the way it should, is dangerous enough. Yeah. Where you can get away with 
your Giolito, Keuchel, Lynn, Cease, Kopech, everybody else yeah, going in like the innings down the line. Ronaldo right? Lopez from the AAA right. roster. Jimmy Lambert pitching a couple games. Jonathan Stever, because fuck it. Absolutely. Um, but if that's not the option, I don't know if there's anyone else I really would take a true flyer on at that budget. So then I'm yeah. still... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack for a number four starter. That's, or number five. That's actually a good thing to bring up, though, is that, like, hey, you have the option to spend, like, let's say they spend $6 million on a Derek Dietrich, you know, because I literally oh, can't. Oh, I mean, he's not even worth that much. No, but. exactly. Like, let's say they take a flyer out on a guy that has a bat in his hands. You know, and like that means that they have some money left over to spend on a starter. Do you really want a six million dollar starter? Over a six million dollar starter is like impossible to find. No, Re- remember, uh, but Yvonne that's, Nova that's was the nine point one million. That's the thing, and like you're talking like so, you're literally going to get a bad starter for that number, and is that better than what you already have in your organization at four or five? Like Cease is not great. I would mm-hmm. rather have a good starter. But for the dollar amount that you're talking about, you're not it's like it's it's going to come to that cost cost benefit kind of ratio. I'll set the bar high. I'll set the bar higher because because our friend Pete Hand asked me to. Quintana, <laughs> throw him out the window, fine. What? Fine. That's fine. What? How about Jake Odorizzi? Jake Odorizzi would be a good pickup. Yeah. How about, I, I was now high this on, might be a I was high trust. on him before. I think he's within that that twelve million dollar a year budget. I, I would I would hope for our sakes that he, yes he is. But if, I if you want to even stretch it because I mean I'm going off spot track right now, which yeah. is the the budget you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. contract website. No, it's a decent market value decent fourteen go. mil. Yeah, market value fourteen mil. There you go. You want to stretch that a little bit further on somebody? How about Masahiro Tanaka? Oh yeah. I mean, you're pushing 16. Not great whatever. in the playoffs, but who fucking needs him to be great in the playoffs when you have Lynn and Keuchel and Giolito? I mean, just and if you really want to go very low level, I mean, shoot, James Shields is still Corey a free Kluber agent. just had a workout. Yeah, Corey Kluber is ready to go. Um, <laughs> I I heard that. he's not thrown over ninety. So I heard that's... he's never thrown over ninety. Um, <laughs> yeah, he no, did. one day, many, yeah. many a many day against the White Sox, he yep. was kicking our ass. Um, here's the thing: this is where I'm at, and I'm going to go back to it. You know, this is a free agent class that has depth. It's not super top heavy. You you look at literally the two biggest free agents are. Trevor Bauer and George Springer. After that, it's just like everybody's kind of the same. And like, you know, everybody, that's, that was very simplistic of me. Yeah, I've so oversimplified it. I've oversimplified it very clearly. I get it. But this is a, this is a class of free agents that is, you could throw 10 million at a couple guys and get a lot back for it. And in a division like ours, where the Twins still haven't done anything, and Cleveland is literally saying like, "Nah, I'm good," and Detroit and Cleveland and uh, Kansas City are going to be bottom feeders for the rest of our lives, we could literally, we could literally win a hundred and twenty fucking games if we wanted <laughs> to spend that money. It's, it's really good, like. Tom. 120 literally fuck it we buy we buy odorizzi we buy trevor bauer okay we buy george springer we buy nelson cruz i know know, but literally know this literally we could win 120 fucking games if if we did all that if we spent dodger money that was yankee money for free agents have the white Sox ever done that no and they never so we should i I know never even put our hopes out i just i just like it's crazy to think about about that that. it's crazy our division is that bad and our Mm -hmm. core is that good our division's that bad and our core is that good Mm -hmm. why why can we not be the team that is dodger good like 10 years division have you watched the last dance i 
shut up. With you your, need to. No, I because that will give you an explanation. No, I know, I know. Because Jerry why is going to be Jerry. Jerry. Jerry's going to be Jerry. I get right? it. I get it. Scotty Pippen is all I have to say. Scotty Pippen literally should have been MVP. If Jordan wasn't in the league, he would have been an MVP every fucking year, and he didn't get fucking paid. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I hear you, Steve. We should spend Dodger money. We should. <laughs> because we could win 120 fucking games. We could do it. We could do it. It's 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 exciting to think about that. But it's also, despite the Liam Hendricks signing, we have to keep it realistic. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pumped for the future. Trust me. I am pumped to watch the Sox play this year. I am pumped to hopefully get back in the ballpark. Yeah, watch him play in person. I am awesome. pumped to see this team finally win a damn division because it's been since 2008, and that was in a playoff when we won a division. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. Think about it. We've gone 12 years without winning a division. It's about damn time. And so and to bring it back, we've gone 12 years without winning a division and the division that we haven't been winning is the AL Central. There have been some good teams that have come in and out. I get it. I You've I, had teams that I have get it. been to World Series and won World Series. I So it's Steve, not atrocious. I get it. But look. But, but look, you're looking at markets like Kansas City. Correct. You're looking at markets like Detroit and Cleveland and we are Chicago, the third mm-hmm. biggest market in the damn country, and we can't outspend those teams, Steve? Well, for a few years, we didn't outspend those teams on purpose. 2017, <laughs> 18, <laughs> 19. I get it. That was on purpose. But it's been right? 12 so years. Now, so now it is time. It has been right? 12 years. This we team is going to be to make up for it, really Jerry? solid. For the 12 years that we haven't won a division, I need 12 years of winning the division. That is the only acceptable Or outcome. how about just $12 million to spend on another good free agent? Stupid. That was dumb, and you know it. That was a dumb turn of phrase, and I hate you for it. I'm glad you hate me for it. That's what I'm here for. I'm glad I can play a little heel role. Should we wrap this thing up? Hey, I think it's about that time. Should we take another shot of Malort, you said? All right. Well, tell me your final thoughts as I pour a shot of Malort. My final thoughts are you're actually doing this. Um, my final thoughts are I work at 9 to 5 now, and I wasn't able to wake up this morning, so I'm definitely not going to wake up next morning. Um, my other final thoughts are I want to spend every damn dollar that Jar- Jerry has, and I know, and I know in my heart of hearts it's not an option, but I genuinely, genuinely think that we could be we could be that team. We could be the evil empire We, if we just wanted to be. And God, do I want to be the evil empire. I just, I want people to hate us because we're so good. I want that so bad. I want to be, what is, let me, let me give pipe you this. Dream, Liam, pipe uh, dream right there for, but for Sir Tommy Bakken. That is a pipe dream, but let here. me, let me leave off with a, with a Liam Hendricks quote if, if I, if I can. Okay. And it will be read in an Australian accent. Oh, I'm excited um, for this. Shout out to our old stomping grounds at Temple Stowe Pub. So this is, yes, indeed. Here we go. We're going to have to ask our friend Jason Hosking how he feels about this Australian accent. I, I, I literally, now that I'm saying I'm going to do it, I forgot what Australians sound like. So this is going to be bad. Um, but this is your closer, guys. Oh, you might. Good day. Um, I'm an egotistical narcissist when I'm on the mound. I don't care who's in the box. I'm going <laughs> to be I'm going to beat that guy uh in that specific at bat. I know I'm better than him. And that's your fucking closer. He knows he's better than everybody else on the damn planet. That's like the swag of Bobby Jenks, Addison Reed, and Bobby Thickpen all, all put together. in one. And I, I love absolutely it. love it. And so he's got an accent. That we're gonna I can't cheers replicate. to that really quick. A little Malort shot. Ooh, good, good. As I uh, as I wrap us up, I do want to say that I'm on my thankful streak. By the way, oh yeah, I'm not sure if you saw my tweet today. That was good. Um, was shout nice. it out. 
one of our listeners uh, and somebody that's been super engaged on White Sox Twitter, Luke Taylor. Uh, he is a special education teacher. He is a, close to your heart, in other words. He is a coach. He is a runner. Oh, my um, God. So he literally, you are in love with him. I know. I just You don't have to say anything more. You didn't have to say he cares about this podcast. You could have just said those things about him, and I would know you love him. Exactly. So, and he's a White Sox fan. And that as well. So I just wanted to give him a shout out on the podcast as well because he's a good dude. Um, but this team is ready to rock and roll. I do want to say that. They are. And I am glad that I put down the extra money today to <laughs> secure my part season ticket package okay. with my cousin. Because I was going to say, you already trashed, like, don't take the don't take the bet on the division. We're not there yet. But you put money on not the bet, but going to watch them. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I If somebody were to tell me, yo, would you put money on you being able to watch games this year in person? <laughs> I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. You put money Especially on the tickets, but you didn't put. You won't put money on going if, to use those want, tickets. If, if anything, <laughs> it's just going to accrue interest again like it did this year at the Bank of Jerry Reinsdorf. Yep. So, yep. hey, if my investment to the team means I get an extra 5% for the next year mm-hmm. and you go out and spend money on free agents, by all means, it's a win-win situation for means. me. So, I'm an egotistical narcissist. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. That makes me a little stiff. I'm not gonna lie. I am ready, man. Um, I am so fucking ready, Tom. I wanna. Here's the thing. We're gonna have to come up with something different for next episode because I think the rebuild is over. Oh. Oh, it's season three. It makes sense. Rebuild or bust and Han we trust might be after the Liam Hendricks signing. It might be dead. Is it dead? Damn. Well, maybe it's just part of us, though. Like we how do we we can't let that just die. Maybe we like, I don't know. We got to find we're going to reinvent ourselves. Maybe I'm going to come up with something clever for next episode because I was thinking about it in my car ride on the way home today. So. This may be our last one, Tom. This might be it. Enjoy it. Do you want to start us off strong? Rebuild or bust. And in Han we trust. Yes, we do. Have a good one, everybody. Amen and amen. Just...